Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here as always. I'm a good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott, how are you? Fantastic, my friend. Excited for today's conversation. I know I say that every time, but I truly love what we do week in and week out here at the Fasting for Life podcast. So first and foremost, before we get into the daily routines of people who have mastered their fasting lifestyle, okay, mm. that's a big promise. Yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out. If you are new, welcome into the Fasting for Life podcast. You want to learn more about Tommy or myself and our fasting journeys and how fasting has absolutely transformed our lives, lost the weight, keeping it off, now working on long-term longevity and health metrics. Uh, welcome you. I want to welcome you in. But for more perspective, head back, episode one, give it a listen. Give us a little grace. We didn't know what we were doing back then. You know, just wanted to share our story. Knew we had this thing that was on our hearts. And now this is why each and every week, we bring an episode to y'all because we want to provide value. We want to give you something actionable, as you heard in our open, that you can take away from today's episode that you can put into your day-to-day -day fasting life to move the needle and adapt a fasting lifestyle because we truly believe that is the answer for the weight loss, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, everything, metabolic disorder, epidemic that we have here in the States and across the world. Yeah. So- Head to the, um, wherever you listen to your podcast, like, subscribe, download, review, share, whatever the terminology is these days. The we button. really appreciate, click the button, right? That'd really be helpful for us to show the podcast world that we are continuing to bring value week in and week out. If you're a long-term yeah. listener, welcome into today's episode. Tommy, daily routines of people who have mastered a fasting lifestyle. All right, 30 minute monologue, go. See you at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. Where do I begin? I mean, there's, you know, when we, even when we define the lifestyle, we go, okay, all of the pieces of the puzzle from sunup to sundown, you know, and, and everything we do in between. And it's like, can you narrow it down a little? Yeah. Right. And, and you could be you like, all of us have multiple parallel lifestyles that we're kind of living all at once. You know, you might be, um, you know, an, an educator, a ter uh, a parent, uh, you know, a, you might be a student, a friend, uh, you know, like all of these kind of things have their own, their own structure, their own framework, their own priorities. So sometimes they, they kind of come, head-to-head uh, -head with what might be your eating style or nutrition or maybe your diet or diet in the past or maybe your fasting lifestyle. So intermingling all of these separate lifestyles can can sometimes lead to you know, fasting frustration or fasting plateaus, fasting uh, fatigue, if you will. Um, so 
I think it's it's important just to kind of define a few of the the milestone you know markers that are are really helpful because if you can see it in in this kind of way and we break it down and, and not feel like everything just has to be perfect but there are some pillars that as we kind of put those in place it's it's easier for kind of like build the rest of the day around it without necessarily conflicting with all of your other you know priorities and lifestyles so let's begin with the end in mind Okay. okay, maybe it's your first episode, maybe it's your first fast, maybe it's your 100, 200, and however many episodes this is now. Uh, and it's your, you know, you've been fasting longer than us. Tommy, five years, me, four and a half years at the, at the mm -hmm. time of this recording, right? Episode 217. So beginning with the end in mind, not surprisingly, consistency is how you get better at fasting. 100%. Consistency is how you get better results. Yeah. And people that have mastered this lifestyle or have advanced in the application of the lifestyle because mastery, that's a big, that's a big word, right? Sure. Even the masters at anything will tell you, no, right. it's a continual process, right? It's a continuum, right? Yeah. So anyone that has applied this successfully, and we would consider ourselves in that category now, mm -hmm. not going to self-aggrandize here, but just saying that it's like something that's finally worked for us. Sure. Yeah. After all the years of failed attempts and now the, you know, pre-diabetes and the, the labs and the, the mm -hmm. sleep apnea and all of this inflammation and all of the stuff that we were dealing with in our early to mid thirties, it's not magic that consistency is a solution to anything in life, right? You want to become mm -hmm. a millionaire? You got to be consistent in your financial habits. Sure. You want to have a great marriage? You got to be consistent in communication, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I picked those two, but you want to be a good parent? You got to be consistent in your in 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 wanting to parent, right? And three kids under seven. There are some days I don't want to do it, but you know, <laughs> I don't really have a choice. Can't give them away. They're mine forever. Uh, I'm just kidding. So, or am I? Consistency here is not about occasional. It's not about dieting mindset. It's not about on or off, right? Mm -hmm. It's not yep. about, you know, the next fad. It's about creating sustainable routines. And what we've seen for people that have created these daily routines that have a low threshold of acti activation, mm -hmm. meaning there isn't a lot of resistance to be able to do the thing when you don't feel like doing the thing. Insert fasting, simple, but sometimes not easy. Hmm. Right. Closing yeah. a window, simple, but sometimes not easy. So these things we're going to talk about today are the key, some of the key pillars that we found in taking 5,700 5, people through our challenges and, you know, three point three and a half million downloads and thousands, tens of thousands of messages and emails, et cetera, over hmm. the years, that these are the fasting habits, the lifestyle applications that contribute to vibrancy, having an uh, improved quality of life, decreasing, reversing, like for me, pre-diabetes, my dad's full-blown diabetes, removing, mm -hmm. getting off of 17 medications, 120 units of insulin, you wow. know, resting heart rates coming down, performance going up, mm -hmm. right? So it's not about that perfection, about that dieting mindset that, oh, when I'm on, I'm on, it works, when I'm off, it off, because reality is, stats don't lie, we have a weight problem, we have a health problem, spending trillions of dollars more than any other country, and we are not any healthier, especially here in the States. For sure. Right? Yeah. So how do we get different results? Well, 
if six out of seven people can lose weight at any given time, substantial amount of weight, yet the reality is that 95 to 98% of those people will put that weight back on between three and five years out mm-hmm. after the air quotes diet intervention. Yeah, because it's how not do a lifestyle. We, it's not a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So how do we apply these pillars is through consistent action. And that's what we're going to break down some of these pillars for you today. Yeah. So uh, first one I want to get into is mindful eating combined with mindful fasting, because that's that's two flip sides of the coin. But not always. It, it doesn't just it doesn't just put itself into a priority. Just doesn't fall off the tongue. No, no. But it, it also doesn't happen by accident. So when we, when we talk about, uh, I want to I want to mention mindful fasting first because when we when we set an intention for a fast, it's like there's no holy grail of a fast. Like we like we talked recently about my seven day fast. We we've talked at length about you know different fasting windows and alternate day fasting or five two sixteen eight you know, a two day fast, a three day fast, you know, all of these things, there's no holy grail of a fast. But the important thing is that for this to become a lifestyle, you there's always a decision to make when when will I be eating next? And, you know, there's you have to have a reason behind it. And then you you have to actually make a decision right there, because what what I would define as unmindful fasting would be or absent minded fasting, if you will, would be yeah, I'm kind of doing the fasting thing, you know, or yes, yes, I'm fasting, you know, most days I'm I'm doing some fasting, but then it's like, there's not really a decision today going into tomorrow. So then I I don't really know when I'm going to open up that nutrition opportunity window. I don't know when I'm going to have that meal. Maybe it's that OMAD, that one meal a day. And, and the problem there is that I don't have an opportunity to flex my decision-making muscle. I don't get to make a decision. I don't get to book a win because I don't get to make that subconscious vote. Yes, I, 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 I completed that fast and I, I got the win, which is a dopamine hit. And that's also positive reinforcement for the process. I don't get that because I didn't give myself the opportunity. I actually robbed myself of the opportunity to do that. So that's a problem because it's hard to enjoy the process when I don't feel like I'm winning it. Whereas the opposite of that is if I'm gamifying it by giving myself opportunities to win, then I can consistently win. And even if the scale's not moving, but I want it to be, I can always change some variables later. But but the the lifestyle portion comes with the sustainability and being able to enjoy the process without having to make a whole lot of decisions. And then once I break that fast that I did set, now it's the mindful eating part. So now it's, did I put any intention into this actual meal? Do I know how I'm going to break my fast? If it's a longer fast, have I thought about that and how I might feel afterwards? Or what are my nutrition or body composition goals? Do I want the scale to move? Um, All of these kind of things. And even just like being able to interpret my own body's hunger cues is an important thing that's really tough, especially if you have a lot of weight to lose, but it can still be really tough when I have, um, you know, emotional relationships with food or I'm, I'm suffering from a lot of cravings and things like that. But putting some intentionality for the fast first before I break it helps. It helps substantially with that process of getting to, to more mindful eating. And then those two kind of, they're cyclical and they're related. So they, they feed one another on, on the positive side or the negative side. So you said a couple of things there that I want to unpack. Okay. So I heard mindful eating, mindful fasting, right? And then mindful, like mindfulness in general. So when we look at fasting, you're going to have a certain level of skill set when you first start. Sure. The hunger cues, 
may or may not be there, depending on your where you're at. You may have some insulin resistance, some leptin resistance, some 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 old habits that die hard. Mm-hmm. So the old way of thinking is like, all right, I'm going to do rigid fasting or rigid dieting, let's say. And you've got okay. a rigid diet cycle mindset of failure, mm-hmm. right? Because we know what the yeah. numbers say. 1,400 calories. It. I got the deficit. Yeah. I got it all calculated. Yeah. Yeah. Eat less, move more, right? And then, so you do rigid diet, you get some weight loss that occurs. And then an event occurs, an obstacle, a mistake, a mm. failure, a celebration, a life event. The beach trip you've been prepping for. And then you quit. Yeah. And you fall off the rigid diet rules until ideal-ishness conditions exist <laughs> next Monday, next month. Mm. I'll get back on my fasting. Right. But you may have wanted to fall off anyway because it was so hard to maintain or right. so perfectionist. Like, ah, it's like a grind. So similar to how we would approach getting better at anything, right? For me in my golf game, it's always a struggle. The way we get better at it, the way I get better at it is that I don't just go play willy-nilly cold all the time. I actually work on the skills that are required to go play around. Mm. So the way to get better at fasting is to embrace the process, track some things, put some intentionality in, be present in the moment when you are setting the intention at the start of a fast, right? And Tommy, you want to mention the timer here in just a sec? Mm-hmm. Or too good for the timer, right? Well, no, I'll just, I'll <laughs> just eat it for, right? Yeah. Um, too good, Tommy? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you're way more consistent with your timer than I am. Um, I had to ask you on our most recent seven-day fast, what day am I on? <laughs> like, yeah, what that, day is that's it? That's true. Yep, that My wife happen. was like, well, how many hours in are you? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Let me text Tommy. <laughs> yeah, let me text Tommy. Tracking the measurables. So when you're looking at this, being constantly aware of what we're doing, the self-awareness piece, that mindfulness piece in the moment, right? Not eating in front of the TV, not having the entire bag of chips, not pouring the second glass of wine, Mm. whatever it is for you, right? Because we get tied to the habit. We get tied to the reward. We get tied to that cue. So just for instance, and as a family that has three kids under seven, we've recently Mm -hmm. made the house quiet during mealtime. Actually, a couple nights lit some candles. Oh, that's nice. Right? And the kids are like, yeah. whoa, this is cool. Well, guess what? It brought down the decibel level. The TV's not on in the background. There's not music playing or nursery, right? Like mm. it completely changed the environment. And wow. guess what? I feel better <laughs> during the meal. I feel less full and less ugh, after a meal now. It's just like, whoa, that's really cool. So when we're cool. thinking about fasting, We can avoid those events or those emotional miscues by sticking to the process, but you have to embrace the process. So you have a fasting skill, a certain time that you can hit consistently. I can do OMAD every day. Okay. What's Mm. the result? Is it working for you? Is it moving the needle? So you need to learn and practice new skills too. So then you get some momentum, you lose some weight. You got an event that occurs, right? You fall off the weekend, the stuff we just mentioned. Here's where we can differ and we can insert some new skills or practice Mm -hmm. some of the skills that we've been working on rather than the old model, which would be fall off and then have to wait until the ideal conditions exist or the momentum magical unicorn shows up and says, oh, I'm ready. Or you get frustrated to the point where you're like, fine, I'm just done. Yeah. Right. And then you get 
you apply those skills or the consistency of those skills, or you look at the positive of what you did last week compared to this week, and then guess what? You get a result. Mm. And then you continue the fasting and the weight loss and the health and the healing process rather than going back to the old ways. Yeah, and you can do that. You can set yourself up for success to do that by consistently setting your timer. Like you had mentioned, yes. putting that into the mindfulness of the eating and fasting. I mean, that, that's that's right there at the, at the crossroads of your eating and your fasting because that gives you the chance to actually set the intention, make the decision, but then also book the win and then it's a it's a reminder it's a it's a multiplying reminder that mm -hmm. you you made a decision you stuck to it it's it's also a, a gain of trust point for yourself and and depending on your history with dieting or food choices emotional eating whatever it might be those things all are chinks in the armor of trusting yourself and so you get the opportunity to start rebuilding that armor and that trust by by consistently setting a timer. So you know, even five years into it, uh, a timer is 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 at the the core of my fasting lifestyle. Would would do I have to set it in order to stick to it? No, but I, I look at it more like I get to set it. I get to have the reminder in case there's you know there might there's there's always times where it's like it's frustrating or there's an emotional time or maybe there's a temptation or a new opportunity or an invitation to go out or whatever the case may may be. But I, I have this, it's it's a non-negotiable reminder of putting myself back into that spot when I mm -hmm. made the decision and I, I get to see that again. So and then he, I, of course I have a decision to make at, at that point. Right, and we're gonna go into that planning strategy, like have some standards, right? Have some boundaries, mm -hmm. right? So like structured timing, like 16, eight, 24, set a timer, right? Some of the mm -hmm. foundational basics because we need to move beyond motivation. Right, we need to move into discipline and daily actions. Those foundational habits. I saw a coach that I follow. He's a cold plunge advocate. He plunges mm -hmm. in like the middle of Alberta, in the middle of a snowfield. It's like <laughs> literally sledgehammer to break the ice to get in, and then he gives the ice to his dog and eats it. Wow, it's like minus cool. forty five. And I'm here in Houston. It was like twenty two last week, and I'm like, I have to go outside and cold plunge. Ah, <laughs> right. And he's doing it in like minus forty five. Right? right. And the water's right. one, and my water's thirty eight. And I'm complaining, right? So, but he calls about making deposits, mm. right? Rather wow. than habits, rather than discipline. He's like, you make daily deposits. And I was like, oh, I kind of really like that. So, yeah. but we need to move beyond the motivation. It's like, oh, I'm going to get motivated. Yay, I'm going to take an action. And then I'm going to maybe mess up or like the result. And then I'm going to try to stay motivated and will my way through it or won't my way through it, right? Mm. Yeah. But we need to move beyond because motivation's fickle. So is discipline. Some people have more, some people have less, right? Yeah. So the comfort zone of your fasting lifestyle is nothing but a graveyard for your long-term goals. Hmm. Wow. Right? And this is a quote from Angela Duckworth, author of uh, Grit. Enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. Okay. Anybody true. ever set a time like, I'm going to do a 72 hour fast today. You are very enthusiastic. Mm. How's your endurance? Mm. Did you make it? Did you make it? Oh, I'll do a 24 hour fast today. Will you? <laughs> right. And that's mm -hmm. where this structure of having a schedule and putting some planning into it and not just freelancing your way or grazing your way through your fasting or your nutrition opportunities. Wow. So, yeah. 
the blueprint is why we created, we created the blueprint. Go to the show notes, click the link, totally free. It's 20 page PDF fasting, the blueprint to fasting for fat loss. Mm -hmm. The who, what, when, where, and why of fasting is in there. The basics, the thought process, some of the science, and also some schedules, some structure. Let me, let us take the thinking out of it for you. And then that always leads us to the decisions that you're making when you break your fast and how to balance your meal planning or your nutrition opportunities. Right, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about what are those meal times? When am I going to break my fast? Even if you're, you know, consistently kind of doing. Hey, y'all want to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night. Uh, since he was born, we have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time, lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Doing the same thing every day. Um, you know, maybe you've adopted some fasting or, or maybe not yet. You, you have some, you have meal times that you, you'll typically go to, but really thinking about how much structure you Hold have. Hold on, stop around. right there. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you for one second. So yeah. the, the ones you typically go to. So remember I just said the, the comfort zone is nothing but the graveyard sometimes, yeah. right? Yep. So, that's why we say, you know, you're going to have to 
put some intentionality and vary those windows from time to time. Mm-hmm. 100%. But even when you when you get to a certain spot that you've been to before, having mm. some structure around it and a little bit of a plan means that you, you know that that's when you're going to have that planned meal. That can help avoid some of the mindless snacking that that can, you know, basically be a, a complete deterrent or a hindrance, you know, to your to successfully completing your fast because you broke your fast earlier than you wanted to because you ended up snacking on something. And so if you if you knew where you were going to be and when you were going to be breaking your fast and you had set the intention for it, you'd be less likely to be tempted by that snack. Now, I like to include some snacky food sometimes if I really want them, put them on my plate, but have them at a time and a place when I intended to have them so that I'm not unnecessarily spiking my blood sugar, spiking my insulin, and then and then having multiple uh, of, of these spikes um, throughout the day when, when that wasn't the plan. So it can make it easier to avoid, you know, common tempting foods otherwise. And then th- that goes doubly as important for the evening time window. Because that can be the toughest, like the the no man's land between dinner and bedtime. So if if that's the one, that's why dinner omad is so tempting and so common, but also like a double edged sword, right? It it truly is, right? So I also like because we get this question a lot, like what's the best fast, or mm-hmm. how should I break my fast, or what do you guys recommend for your carbs or your protein, right? Yeah. There's so many variables in in terms of things that you're willing to do or enjoy doing versus somebody else, right? Carnivore mm-hmm. versus vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be more two drastic approaches, right? Yeah. Farther yeah. on the spectrum from one another. That's why we don't really believe in meal plans or diet plans, right? We want we want that lifestyle application. So the decision making process is where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to simplify it, make sure this is one of the pillars that you're looking forward to the foods that you're putting in your nutrition opportunities and that they are going to make you feel good and fuel you through your next fast. Mm. That's a good point. So I like higher protein, higher quality, less refined process, less packaged stuff, right? The outside Mm -hmm. of the grocery store. Yeah. Dare I say, eat your carbohydrates after your protein and fat for Mm -hmm. less of a blood sugar spike. Dare I say, eat carbohydrates in moderation, right? Not the refined processed stuff, not the sugary stuff, right? Yeah. But unless you're a severe diabetic trying to come off insulin, then yeah, let's reduce those bad boys all the way down in the strict keto range for a while. Let's do 90 days. Let's kick it out. Yeah. Let's break the cycle. But then with that food and that planning, like how you feel about it, the intentionality of it, then comes the hydration piece. We need to be properly hydrated when we're doing more consistent fasting or extending our fasts, because that's gonna be a number one driver when your stomach empties, and we've done podcast episodes on this one, ghrelin, the mechanical Mm. growling of your stomach. The proper hydration of using electrolytes and, and water and staying on top of it then allows you to be more consistent with your fasting skills, which then turns into a lifestyle application. Yeah, and I mean, uh, if when we're talking about lifestyle application, um, getting started first thing in the morning is is one of the pillars for me. And so, you know, prioritizing that, getting that hydration started before 
the coffee that I'm really looking forward to, even if, you know, lately it's been decaf, but I, I'm still looking forward to it. I enjoy the heck Godspeed, out of it. Godspeed, sir. <laughs> I, I enjoy the heck out of it, but I, I need to put that pillar in place for my, for some hydration, um, some water and some salt um, before I start, you know, b- before I allow myself to have the the thing that I, I, I'm really just already looking forward to. That thing's going to happen one way or, the, or another. So let me put the pillar of the little bit of discipline so I can check that box for my fasting lifestyle. That's going to make the rest of the day a little bit easier. It's going to be easier to get my water and my salt in because I'm not chasing after it later. Because once a day really kind of gets going, you, you, you tend to be behind, more more likely to be behind the eight ball on any given, you know, important priority. Like there's only so many hours in the day, you kind of get lost and yada, yada, like, right. And so it's, it's better if you, if you start earlier and I, I think finding ways to make that a little bit easier. So like, you know, for me, I'll grab an element packet and I'll actually do one in my decaf coffee, but I'll also do one sometimes in my water, or I'll get a little handful of uh, Himalayan salt you know? And so I can start. So I, so I know I have one to two grams of salt coming in 32 ounces of water. And I'm, I'm usually shooting for like four of my 32 ounce cups, you know, in any given day. Sometimes it's only three, but I, I got the first How one. How dare in. you not drink half your body weight in water, sir? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, not every day's not every day's perfect. There's no perfect amount of water, but at the same time, I'm typically going to feel well and, and not have these frustrating you know, points of like, you know, lower, like decreased hydration or, or dehydration, you know, throughout the day. So the last kind of pillar or process that I, that I want to talk about through this, Tommy is, well, I think we talked about it indirectly is clean lines, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want slippage in our fasting or, or nutrition opportunities, right? Yeah. So if you're looking forward and putting some mindfulness and some intention into what you're breaking your fast with and your fasting times, then we want to keep those lines as clean as possible. We're not saying that, you know, it doesn't have to be an exact 16-8, right? Real life looks like a 15 and a half hour mm-hmm. fast one day and a 22-hour yeah. fast another day or a seven-hour fast one day because sure. goodness gracious, what happened, right? You ended up in the emergency <laughs> room with a child. Like, who knows? And you went to the vending machine, right? Mm-hmm. But this mindset of moderating yourself and trying to not be too restrictive, too omittive, and too difficult, right? To avoid the extreme. Because some people are like, fasting? Man, you look great, doc. How much weight you lost? 30 pounds? What'd you do? I did some fasting. My God, why would you do that? <laughs> I could why never would you do starve that. yourself? I could never do that. Well, you're right. Yeah. You just told yourself you can't. I didn't yeah. think I could either. Right. Right. So the extreme. So avoid those extremes and try to find something that you can stay consistent with. Mm. So finding that sustainability in the middle, finding that sustainability in foods you enjoy and they make you feel good. Not saying don't ever, you know, have ice cream again or don't ever have a pizza night with the kids. Right. I'm not saying 100% compliance, right? 80% mm. rule. But what happens is this mindset is we we prefer to be either on or off when it comes to our weight loss, dieting, fasting. Discipline, dis- nutrition. Yeah, yeah. This working out, right? It's either like we're on or we're off. We're black and we're white. And the problem is when we go off, we go back to normal. Normal, yeah. Our normal. So yeah. we need to work on shifting the normal that these- got me somewhere I didn't want to be. Right. Right, yeah. 
And let's say you've been using fasting, you lost 30 pounds. Are you eating 30% less? Mm. Have your portions changed? Have your habits changed? Because that's where you're going to see that long-term success, right, Tommy? Wow. Yeah. Um, even going into the mindset of, of moderation, when we say uh, the, the transition from this being like, oh, yeah, fasting is kind of a, a cool diet hack, you know, or it's a calorie deficit hack. Man, I can lose you know. seven pounds in seven days. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of these things that we hear. Yes, you can. But then what? Yeah, it's the then what that really matters. The seven days are going to come and go. What about the next five thousand days? Like, are, are those are those are what I want to be. Those are what I want to be focused on. But if the mindset of moderation allows us to kind of bridge the gap between an on-off diet implementation all the way over to a sustainable lifestyle that I can I can adapt and ebb and flow it to uh to adapt to to my changing needs but i can also stick with it in a way that i, I know i'm i'm succeeding i'm, I'm following the process and following the plan even when it's not necessarily 100 percent, or maybe i'm at a weight loss plateau or maybe I, i'm just not motivated or i don't find the need to push into a fat loss phase right now so just maintaining where i am is is a win especially if i compare it to an old quote unquote normal when i went off off track so thinking about it more like that and kind of redefining what success looks like success doesn't have to be an omad a 168 could be could be success or if you're used to doing alternate day fasting an an, an omad or a two mad um with no snacking in between might be might be a success this week you know it, it's it's but it's having a little bit more flexibility rather than the on-off perfectionism that really goes along with, you know, macro and calorie counting and uh, all of those The eat less, move more. You really, when you start getting into calculating total daily energy and uh, expenditure and, and things like that, and you're wearing a wearable to, to find your exact number of calories, you really are kind of narrowing the focus in a way that's hard to adapt to a lifestyle. So we kind of have to get out of that mind frame and, and into a new way of kind of looking at the whole, the whole, um, the whole picture. So I just heard going from, yeah, we can, we can drill down into the micro, right? Into the dirt, into the weeds for a little while. Oh yeah. Playing the but same. then sustainability lives up, you know, in the 30,000, in the clouds, clouds and dirt, mm -hmm. right? Micro macro, like as we for zoom sure. out, then we're going to, we want simplicity. We want consistency. So how are we going to apply the things we talked about here into your day-to-day -day life. Well, I'm going to say pick one or two, mm -hmm. right? So clean up the fasting windows, clean up the food choices, right? Uh, instead of Friday through Sunday kind of being off, Sunday's your day to be off, right? Like mm -hmm. shrink it, compress it, compartmentalize yeah. it, right? And the blueprint can help you do that as well because it gives you some fasting schedules, which that could literally be just the switch for some. Mm -hmm. So the blueprint to fasting for fat loss, right? We'll zoom it to your in inbox. It's yours. Use it, apply it. And it might just be that, oh, I took the thinking uh, about when am I fasting this week? Mm. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, when you're air quotes dieting, you're weighing out your snack baggies. You're not leaving the house without your Stanley. <laughs> okay. You're not, uh, you know, missing out on that six ounce chicken breast. Hmm. Right, one it's all there. On Sunday, <laughs> but yeah, the one you yeah. <laughs> By Friday, you're like, ah, oh, chicken breast and broccoli again, again, Great. right, again, yeah, right. Ooh. So, as we encourage you to take one or two things away from this episode, Tommy, 
the the application there's no magic pill there's no magic solution fasting though is so powerful because you notice quickly that you get results it increases the motivation and it also starts to shift your mindset around the food and the decisions and the intentionality that you and uh, those daily decisions and that those daily thought processes that you have yeah. when it comes to this i'm on or off dieting mindset so final thoughts yeah you you also as you build in a little bit of consistency right there and, and put some of these pillars start strengthening the pillars not putting them into place but start strengthening them. yeah because you can you can start today um and then there's a couple of them where you know if it's late in the day okay well you can put them into place tomorrow but even put a few things you know in a different spot in your in your kitchen to to put yourself in the mindset just like packing up your gym bag the night before yep. do that going into tomorrow because as you do that it's going to allow you to interpret your thought processes and your hunger cues that much better um, during and after your next fast so that you get to continually build the process and get better and better at it like the the skill set that we talked about earlier absolutely absolutely so head to the show notes pick one or two things that resonated with you from today's episode head to the show notes grab the blueprint uh, if you want to join a community of like-minded fasters you can also head to the show notes click the link for the fasting for life community you can get encouragement encourage some others uh, get get some motivation, some accountability as well, yeah. and join a community of like-minded fasters all on the path to adapt a long-term sustainable fasting lifestyle, which just happens to be the conversation of today's episode as well. So Tommy, right. as always, thanks, sir, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.